I'm Chelsea, and I love true crime. And I'm David, and I love horror movies. And this is based, based on, on a, a true, true crime. crime. Hey, this is our mini-sode, and for this one, we're going to talk about my friend Dahmer. Not my actual friend Dahmer. Chelsea, your friend Dahmer? Not my friend Dahmer. <laughs> Nobody wants to claim poor Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, not even his parents, which ends up being a big part of the film and the story based on a true crime. Yes. We're, because it's a mini-sode, we're doing something a little bit different. We're just going to do a straight-up review of the new movie that we were pretty lucky to see in theaters. It's only in select cities right now. So we're not going to go into the real crimes. Actually, Nature versus Narcissism had a really great episode on uh, just last Friday about him and his post-high school adventures. <laughs> we're just going to focus on the movie yeah, and sure. Not too spoilery because I really want everyone to go out and see it. So why don't we get into it? Take a deep breath. Another deep breath. Out of the way, dumbass. What are you talking about? You wouldn't know about the kids because you're not at home anymore. And one more time. You seem healthy to me. What about what's on a patient's mind? Jeff's a little off, you know? I think he's kind of hilarious. I like bones. It interests me. What's inside? I see things in you that I don't like about myself. I want you to have friends in ways that I never could. I'm just like anybody else. This is not a sideshow attraction. Are you okay? Get out of your shell. You need to be more normal. I now present to you Jeffrey Dahmer in his command performance. My Friend Dahmer is, well, it started out as a graphic novel, which was written and illustrated by artist Durf Backdurf. His actual name is John. So Durf Backdurf is from Ohio. His story is fascinating. Well, <laughs> what's the deal with, with him? So he went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer. What other uh, claim to fame do you need? No, he's actually an incredibly talented writer and cartoonist. Yes. And um, he just he happened to have this experience in high school and we'll get into it. So we both read the graphic novel. We did. Yes. David more recently than me. But, you know, the graphic novel kind of ends where I guess the concept for the graphic novel begins, which is Durf Backdurf getting the news that this guy he knew in high school 
was arrested for killing 17 men and eating them and raping them and having sex with their corpses. And he wasn't just some guy. He was friends with Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I feel like friend might not be the right word. There, there he, are, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you could imagine out of everyone in the school, he was probably the closest. Him and his friends were probably the closest to Jeffrey Dahmer out of anyone. Yes. And when I was describing the movie or the idea behind the movie to my mom, I said you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was almost like a mascot for him and his friends. They had this group called the Jeffrey Dahmer Fan Club. And my mom said to me, oh, that's really demeaning. I was like, yeah, it is. That's, yeah. And that's kind of what the story is about. It's it's a coming of age yeah. story that takes place in the late 70s in Ohio. So the, the graphic novel has won all sorts of awards. It's really great when reading the appendices to you know learn about how Durf has basically gone and written a memoir of his years in high school that happened to co-star Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes. And the amount of research he put into this is pretty incredible. It's not really, it's from Jeffrey Dahmer's point of view. It's not from Durf, back Durf's point of view. You know, he's almost like a, an observer from the side. And I think it's, it's a very powerful story. And one thing that he stresses a lot in the graphic novel is, you know, he's not trying to be sympathetic to Jeffrey Dahmer, at least to an extent. You know, he says that his sympathy ends when Jeffrey Dahmer kills his first victim, which happened just a couple weeks after graduating high school. And he, I think one thing that an idea that stuck with him that was really powerful was Jeffrey Dahmer's years in high school were probably the best years of his life. And as soon as those ended, you know, he kind of gave into these impulses that he had been struggling with the whole time, which was, you know, he was a gay necrophiliac. Before I get into my one kind of issue that I had with the movie, why don't we just talk about what we liked about the movie or did you like the movie David I'm cheating I know you like the movie <laughs> <laughs> I did oh I loved it I thought it was amazing Chelsea had had the experience right of you read the graphic novel ahead of time and I decided to watch it and then read the graphic novel and I think that kind of gave us you know slightly different perspectives on the film itself and as an indie mo indie movie this was incredible uh, like every every dollar I guess is on the screen it, it's well shot and the acting is really great but I think the it really comes down to the story and the way the the situation unfolds and just this orbiting around Jeffrey Dahmer and it's 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 unique in that we all know how he turns out but I think a lot of us or at least I mean I can't speak for our audience but from my perspective as an audience member it was really surprising to see Jeffrey Dahmer's life in high school like you said, this concept of it being the best time of his life or whatever. Um, Which, I mean, the best time of his life still isn't that great. It's not like he was very popular in high school. Oh, and, the, and his parents were awful. Yes, they were very self-involved or, you know, really consumed by this really long drawn out divorce that was taking place. I think they emphasize it a little bit more in the comic than in the movie. But when he starts drinking excessively and it was going to school drunk is drinking at school reeks of alcohol Durf writes like where are the adults like not only his parents who you know if his classmates can smell it why would his parents not notice like not only them but even the 
teachers, you know, where, where are the adults? It's, it's pretty sad. Having just read the graphic novel, I will say that I thought the movie did a really great job building his relationship with his mother or lack thereof. And that family relationship between his parents was very, very, very well done in the film. And I thought it was good in the in the graphic novel, too. But the performances, Anne Hesch plays Joyce Dahmer, his mother, and Dallas Roberts plays the father. And I just thought that as actress playing parents in the 70s that they did a really good job. Yeah, I loved it. Chelsea, what did you think? I loved it. Of course I loved it. What's what's not to love? It's such a different perspective, I think, because we are so familiar with the story of Jeffrey Dahmer. Basically as a society, he's you hear the name Dahmer and that's always the first connection that comes to your head. So to see, you know, him kind of before he became that where you would just be we're the Jeffrey Dahmer fan club. So I thought it was great. The performance by Ross Lynch. I guess he's a Disney star. Or I guess now he would be an ex Disney star. <laughs> he's he's moved beyond. He was just he was really incredible. I did read an article that was how the director Mark Myers kind of decided on him and he had had a lot of people come in and read for the roles and you know no one really sold him on it and I guess he just ran into Ross Lynch in like a hotel and they got to talking about it and he sent the tape and thought he was he was great there's a lot of taped interviews available of Jeffrey Dahmer talking about the crimes and I think he really got the cadence of his speech down it's not a super talkative role or anything, but I think his his presence and the way he holds himself. You know, he's got that high school outcast down pat, which is kind of impressive from someone that was probably never a high school outcast. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He yeah. he is really great in the role. Yeah, I could tell you there's a few things that they changed between the comic and the movie. And some of it, I think, makes sense. They gave you know, Durf Backdurf a much bigger role and they added a character. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you read the comic more recently, but they seem to kind of hint at there was another gay student at the school who Jeffrey Dahmer was maybe sort of not quite friends with, but there was some kind of understanding between them and they were going to go to a concert together. And then he got beaten up by some students right in front of Jeffrey Dahmer for being gay. Was that in the comic? For the, with the tickets, the movie? Yeah, the, that, the, that character at all. No, not really. Yeah. So I think in the movie, they kind of made the struggle be about his sexuality, you know, his feelings towards the jogger and this confrontation that happens very early in the movie with this other character who's beaten up for being gay when, you know, it's something that he's struggling with. But they don't really touch upon his necrophilia at all. And in the comic, they're very explicitly like he started drinking to cope with his fantasies about necrophilia. And I don't know if that was just a line that they didn't want to cross, even though it's such a huge motivation for his crimes. Yeah, I guess there's just one scene in the film that touches upon it. Which um, one's that? That's when he sees the man laying on his bed dead. Oh, and it's yeah. nighttime. 
right? He kind of yeah. has that fan- he has a fantasy where there is a man obviously dead on, yeah. on the bed and then he looks back and there's no one there. Yeah, but I still kind of feel like that could just be he's fantasizing about killing. His target is men because he's gay. But I feel like they should have been more clear with it. Like, I get why they wouldn't, because it's terrible. But you're making a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) That's just what he did. And why he did it was because he was a necrophiliac. So another thing they did in the movie... that I understand. I think that these decisions are about making Jeffrey Dahmer a more sympathetic character, which, you know, in the comic, they say explicitly, he's sympathetic up until he kills his first victim. But in the comic, it continues a little bit past when he kills his first victim. And you see he has the body in the car and he gets pulled over by police and has to kind of make up an excuse for why he's out at night with a car with a bunch of trash bags. You have one of the the group, the Jeffrey Dahmer fan club actually picks him up and gives him a ride home after he kills someone. Right, which they kind of shift the narrative from it being Mike, who is Durf's close friend in real life, to it being Durf, like you said, because they they do make him more of a central character. And I think it makes it really tense and dramatic just because we have followed sort of the two of them, their parallels in life, because, you know, in the graphic novel and in the film, I don't know if so much in the movie, but Durf explains how both his father and Jeffrey Dahmer's father, Lionel, are both chemists and that their houses are very similar. They live in these similar style homes and they live kind of on the edge of town, but, you know, dramatically different personalities and and families and and people. Yeah. And, you know, I can't complain about the change they made because it's a really creepy scene in the movie where you as the audience can tell that things are kind of now switching in Dahmer's mind and Durf just innocently, you know, takes him home and he gets there and the house is empty and he starts getting really creepy vibes, initially agrees to stay for a drink and then you know runs away and starts pulling away. And you see like Jeffrey Dahmer holding a baseball bat in the headlight of the car. And it's yeah, I, I understand that narrative choice. And, you know, I think really the only thing that I kind of wish was different was I wish that they had talked a little bit more about his struggles with his fantasies about having sex with dead men because I don't want people to think that struggling with your sexuality can turn you into a cannibalistic necrophiliac serial killer because that wasn't the only factor you know there's there was a serious chemical imbalance going on so but I loved it I mean I love the movie is great it's so well done yeah, and if it's excellent. playing near you, I highly recommend you check it out. And also, the graphic novel is amazing. Read it. It's on Comixology. It's like $10. Or it's on Amazon. I think it's also $10 on Amazon if you're uh, someone like me that likes owning a hard copy. Yeah, um, I think we both liked it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. The comic goes way deeper. I mean, his research, as far as I could tell, is flawless. It's as close to the truth as I think we're ever going to get. A lot of it is taken directly from Dahmer's mouth. So as close to the truth as Dahmer himself stated. Read the appendices too. If you get the comic, read the appendices because he talks about going through his own calendar and like lining up dates of these things that happened in his life with 
you know, what Dahmer's talking about. The day that Durf Bachter leaves for college is the day that Jeffrey Dahmer kills his first victim. It's just ooh, the parallels give you chills. It's it's great. It's very powerful. And the art. I love the art. It's a unique style and I love it. Yeah, it is. If you've read a lot of indie comics, uh, I know Durf has mentioned Arkham being a big influence. So it has that underground comics style to it and it's brilliant. Uh, there's an interesting story that Durf tells. So so this is sort of the version two, the My Friend Dahmer that is published now that we're all reading. He had done a whole different version of it that was much shorter originally that was published and it was like only 24 pages and then he went back and rewrote the entire thing so yeah like chelsea said read all the the behind the scenes stuff if you do check out the graphic novel other than that anything else you wanted to mention about the movie no but i think you have something you're gonna read them do i I (laughs) yeah we kicked off our cult of based on a true crime facebook group please check that out if you have not there's a link on our facebook page to get to that Um, just ask for an invite. There's a button there. But we had opened this up to discussion for folks that had seen it. And even though it's not playing in every city, we did have some comments about the movie. Heather says that she just wishes it could have been longer and went into the rest of his life. But of course, that wouldn't have been possible with how this film came about since Durf wasn't around him after high school. And, you know, that's a good point. I think that I haven't heard of any really great Jeffrey Dahmer films out there. There's that one starring Hawkeye. Oh, yes. Jeremy Renner. I don't think it's good. Yeah. So I recall. But eventually when we do his whole life, that might be the one to watch. Because if you want to compare the true story to the crimes, you kind of got to watch the movie where the crimes happen. Yeah. So thanks, Heather, for the comment and your thoughts on the movie. And we have Leanna says, I got to see it about a month ago when Durf introduced it at OSU. I enjoyed the book quite a bit and had really high expectations for the movie. It met them and it even surpassed them in some ways. The cast was remarkable and even with some of the changes, I felt the movie did a great job of keeping the tone of the graphic novel. I was hoping for the narration, but a more traditional telling seemed right too. Wow, that's really cool that you got to see that at OSU and have the the author of the graphic novel, the the one that was in the midst of it all, uh, who's yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm really jealous. I guess he's a local boy. I think he went to OSU, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for those comments. We really appreciate it. It's really interesting. The whole Ohio connection. They filmed uh, the movie in Bath, Ohio. They didn't use the same high school because they turned them down when they uh, asked if they could film it's another it. murder by numbers. None of these high schools want to be filmed. <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. I'd be like, yes, sign us up <laughs> if it was my school. And yes. So join our discussion group. We'll try every week to have a thread where you guys can give us some comments that we'll read on the air, you know, especially if you've seen the movie that we're going to be talking about in the episodes, which I don't think that's going to be the case for next week. To, next week's episode, we're watching a weird movie. Yeah. <laughs> the goal with the Facebook group is to get so big that people are like, who's this David and Chelsea that keep commenting? <laughs> we're like... <laughs> yeah, we've... I I called myself out on the group because I said that I would uh, back off and let David run things 
and I just get so excited every time anyone posts anything that I have to jump in immediately and reply. I'm terrible. I need to get a life. Oh, no, you're you're the best. Yeah. So that's my friend Dahmer. Go check it out. If you have not, I have no idea what the future home video plans are for it, but hopefully it is near you soon and you are able to see it. And, you know, in the meantime, grab the graphic novel. It's a really, really, really great read. I think you'll really like it. So, uh, you know, that was our thoughts on my friend Dahmer. This was just a, a quick little mini-sode. Yes. Have a great Thanksgiving. This is coming out the Monday before Thanksgiving. So I hope that you all have lots of awesome things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for David. I'm thankful for having this podcast as an outlet for my true crime obsession. And I'm thankful for every one of our listeners. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for all of uh, all of our audience. I really appreciate all of the feedback and, you know, the fact that you guys are putting up with us, listening to us. Except for that second person that doesn't like my laugh. I'm not thankful for you. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm thankful for you, Chelsea, too. And our for family and our family and friends, you guys rock. Well, uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram at based on a true crime, Twitter at true crime based, our website based on a true crime.com. Email us based on a true crime at gmail.com. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, our Facebook page, Facebook, uh, based on true crime podcast and our new discussion group. We are still working on the Patreon, but it's coming. Yes. And our Facebook discussion group is Cult of Based on a True Crime. As Thomas suggested, we are trying to think of some kind of chant or initiation ritual. Yes, we are. So, you know, if you have any thoughts. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to come from us, right? Because it's like, it's supposed to come from the leader. I, of the cult. I would take it from any of the members because I can't really think of anything that doesn't involve animal sacrifice, which I've already vetoed it. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, thanks so much again. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, remember, death is but a door. And time is but a window. Who will be back? When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.